please be advised that the following episode of Theatre of the World contains facial expressions and gestures from the hosts that will not be seen by podcast audiences, as this is an audio presentation. For example, at the moment, Chris is making a cute face, which he will now attempt to provide an oral representation of. Meow. You know, it says here on the script that uh, once you did that, I was going to say something scathing, but it was great. (laughs) There's your intro. There you go. The world's fallen on fanfare Man Bites God presents Theatre of the World. I wasn't prepared for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Really uh, subverted my expectations. <laughs> All right, everybody, here's the deal. You listen and we'll make some podcast art at your face. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm... Chris. And this is Theatre of the World. Every week we take a word and we use that word as the basis for a little bit of chat, a little bit of talk, a little, well, chat and talk are the same. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> and other things. A little I mean, we, conversation. You, you, could you, could, you could chat on um, online, like we, you know, yeah. but, but over text. Yep. You can't talk over text, no. really. We're, th- we're not chatting online. <laughs> right. We're not chatting. This is a purely uh, vocal-based uh, conversation. It's true. So you got that? Everyone got that at home? Good. So we were sorted out <sighs> podcasting. Yeah, podcast. So uh, uh, today's word is home. Yep. And uh, we'll be uh, doing the podcast about the word home. Yep. And, and can the- I just say at the outset, fuck this topic. Fuck it. Aww. I hate it. Why didn't you say that three weeks ago when we suggested it? <laughs> oh, because I don't know. We're trying to do a topic. <laughs> this has gone badly. Have we, have we done the intro yet? Do you know why it's called, <laughs> do you know why it's called home? Because I want to be there. Yeah. I want to go home. I hate this. Why are we doing that? We're trapped. Help. Uh, anyway, um, now that you know the topic and you've heard us all yelling at you, we're going to turn to Mark and we're going to say, hey, Mark, do the first segment, which sort of defines the topic. And it goes like this. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. The segment's home. called fact bombs. Okie dokie. RFC 1149 is a request for comments, <laughs> RFC, authored by David Waitsman of BBN Systems and Technologies Corporation, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and issued by the Internet Engineering Task Force, IETF, on April 1st, 1990. I see. It describes a proposed internet protocol called IPOAC, or... IP over avian carriers, an experimental <laughs> method for the encapsulation. Encapsulation encapsu- uh, is certainly not a word. Uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, Own it. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, word now. <laughs> I can't. Tra- now I can't pick which word to start back from. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm leaving. 
Behind the curtain. Uh, it describes a proposed internet protocol, IPOAC, or IP over avian carriers, as an experimental method for the encapsulation of IP datagrams in avian carriers, more commonly known as homing pigeons. Right. Finally got there. Yeah. <laughs> On April... 28th, 2001, IPOAC was actually implemented by the Bergen Linux user group under the name CPIP for Carrier Pigeon Internet Protocol. (laughs) They sent nine packets over a distance of approximately five kilometers, each carried by an individual pigeon and containing one ping, ICMP echo request, and received four responses representing a packet loss of 55%. (laughs) Do you, I mean, can you imagine how long it would take you to get your streaming porn uh, using Carrier Pigeon? Well, do you know, they've actually done uh, other, uh, there's been various races, including uh, one done by the uh, ABC's Daily Beast, uh, which was- Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and the, the where they uploaded a video and sent uh, to YouTube over ADSL Ooh. and sent a pigeon <laughs> two hundred with kilometers a USB drive with a USB yeah, yeah, drive yeah. and the pigeon was faster than yeah. ADSL because the yeah. ADSL connection dropped out twice. <laughs> yeah. What What was the pigeon's name in the story, or even like the other the five? What were their names? Because if you Homer. don't know their names, I'm not interested. Homer. I would say it's Homer. 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 They all be called Homer. They're all called Homer. Homer 1. Sherlock Holmes. Homer 2. God. John Holmes. Named after the porno actor. <laughs> who had an enormous that was penis. the one that carried the USB drive. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect you're ruining all of our topics for this episode. <laughs> hey. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Back what, box. man? So, uh, I want to tell you guys about when I had to call a plumber. Okay. So, <laughs> so look, we, we, we installed, well, we got, a, we got a plumber to install a kitchen tap. We found this plumber online. You don't know. You don't know what any plumber is like. But we read some reviews from trusted websites that said the plumber was okay. He was in our neighborhood. Uh, his price was not too cheap, but not too expensive in the realm. Mm-hmm. We did some research. We went, this is the guy. He came in and... Is this... Did you not have a kitchen tap beforehand? No, or? we changed it over. Oh, we wanted okay. like a... The, the kitchen you tap... wanted a mixer. Well, the kitchen tap started leaking. Oh, okay. And because it was old. So Failed. we thought, oh, well, we'll change the kitchen tap. Great. So it was leaking. Yep. So um, not a lot, mm. just a little trickle onto our bench. But we thought, ah, oh, it's time. Yeah. Mm. Time to change the change tap. Yeah. So uh, we, we called this guy. Now, he was, look, he was a bigger man. And I only say that because we live up a flight of stairs. Yes. And he struggled to mm-hmm. get up that flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and he, he smelt uh, like he worked... With his hands for a living, which obviously yeah. he did. So he was a big smell. Like he smelt like he, he smelt like he worked in a BO factory or something. He smelt like he he manufactured BO <laughs> out of, with his body <laughs> out of himself. Like his his body was a BO factory, and Christmas was coming up. I mean, <laughs> it was their heavy season. <laughs> Imagine, imagine yeah. the market for that. That's oh. amazing. Oh well, I can tell you that. So, so there he is in my house, and he's a big man. <laughs> Stinking the place. Stinking the place out. And uh, here's here's what he does. He um he you know he he, he was leaking. 
the tap was leaking. Oh, so, not him. Not him. You. So, so he looks at it and he goes, oh, I don't think, I don't think we need a new tap here. Um, uh, I can see the problem. Um, it's a real simple fix. Um, and he fixed it. And he said, uh, look, you know, obviously if it leaks again, my work's guaranteed. I'll just come back out. But I think it's done. And we stayed for a while and we watched it and it didn't leak. Uh, and it was <laughs> How fun. long did you watch it? <laughs> you know, oh, I just checked up on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, lit some uh, incense. Yeah. And, and then about four hours later, five hours later, the tap started leaking. Again. Yep. So we called him back. Um, now, the second time he's come, he had to borrow my wife's shifter. Mm-hmm. So... Is a plumber without a shift? He didn't have any tools. Okay. Now, that should have been the first. This is the second that's time he's come that's back. An, that's a, there's an alarm bell going off. Right? So, he, he's got no tools. So, um, he had to borrow tools from my wife, who luckily, for him, had some tools. Uh, and then he had to call his wife. <laughs> <laughs> because he also didn't have the part he needed to fix the tap. Now, this is the tap that he told me was fixed the first time. But now, second time round, same leak, he needs a part. <clears throat> so, that's okay. It's all free now because we paid him for the one visit. Yeah. So, he's called his wife. He's borrowed my wife's shifter. He's called his wife to bring around a part. And uh, he's put it in and we've watched it and it's not leaking. And he's gone there, yeah, all fixed. Uh, and it's finally left. And then the tap started leaking again mm-hmm. in, the, in the same place. So the third time he came back, he drilled a hole. <laughs> that <laughs> now, seems that doesn't seem just correct. randomly drilled yeah. a hole in the back of right. of the of the place where the <clears throat> tap is in your in your kitchen sink. Yeah, drilled a hole. I don't know why, but he did. Um, because he, he said, oh, that's the problem. I'll drill a hole. Had a drill, obviously. He didn't borrow one of ours. It needed fresh air. Uh, I don't know. Uh, needed some air. So, like, I mean, I th- I, it sort of seems to me like holes are the problem in the first place. Leaking adding does more holes. holes. Maybe he's trying to confuse the water, giving it, giving him too, too many holes. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, no, so he, uh, he, he did that. He, he, he drilled a hole. So, um, and then he, and then apparently, like, we looked and it was fixed. Because he drilled a hole. Uh, so when he left... The third time, not only did the tap now still leak, but now it also was leaking into our neighbour's kitchen downstairs. Because <laughs> of the hole. Because Spread- of the hole. <laughs> Spreading the problem around. Because of the hole. <laughs> a problem He's- shared is a problem halved, He's James. looking for double the business. So, the fourth time, <laughs> he came back to fix a simple tap leak. He was. He said, "I oh, oh, finally." He says, "Like it's oh, every time he comes back, it's like it's a new problem." Oh, I see the problem. Well, you saw the problem the first three times, but it wasn't. But this is the problem. He sees the problem. He's going to work on it. He's leaning on the wooden shelf uh, next to the tap, and he breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth time he visited, he didn't fix the tap. Couldn't. Didn't know how. But he also broke our wooden shelf. So th- th- he said he left. He said I will. He will replace the shelf. <laughs> we said, well, yeah, you will. <laughs> so here's what happened, right? We've had enough, and also we figured, look, for what it cost us, we've had a fair bit of cabaret. Yeah. For that, like, it's a good podcast story. It's a good bit of entertainment. We're going to write this off. If only you'd set up some cameras. Oh, would have been a ama- would have been so viral so quickly, but we didn't. But that's okay. So uh, my wife very cleverly says, hey, when you fix that shelf and you get it cut and you bring it back for us, leave it outside the door because you're not coming into our place anymore, which he did. 
Because what happened then was we sourced a new plumber, which is what we should have done in the first place, was ask the internet. I asked the social media network, and I got some really good recommendations. And in fact, I think it was Chris who recommended the plumbers that we ended up using. So here's what happened, right? The second plumber turns up, looks at the kitchen tap that this guy couldn't replace four times in a row, and goes, I see the problem. The tap's not very good. And he replaced (laughs) the tap. By the way, he had tools, and he had a tap. In his car. <laughs> so he stopped the leak in about 45 minutes for about the same price as the, as the first guy. And then he looked at all of our other taps, like because they're all old. We, we live in an old apartment block. Um, and he, he replaced, free of charge, uh, uh, the seals on our laundry taps. And there's a little seal on the bottom of the toilet. And it yeah. was rubber, but it's flaking off because it's old. Mm. And he said, I'll just replace that for free. So he did all that. He fixed the tap, never leaked again. Taps perfect and replace the seal on the seal on the toilet and and it was away. And then the next day our toilet started leaking. <laughs> <laughs> All of that is true. That is a true story. Oh my oh. god. I turn to the right where the listening is bright. We'll lead you to K Dot. K-D-O-K One, three, three, oh Here in Tyler What I, what I was, I thought about today yes. was when you, when you uh, buy a house, you, you get a home <laughs> loan. Yeah. Uh, yes. But when you rent, you get a loan home. Oh, yeah, you, right. do too. you do too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That was a that was a little joke that I just thought of. No, it's good. It was good. It was a play on words. It's not a laugh out loud though, joke. No, no. it's a it like a good. joke that go. You go. Mm, you're right. You dis- it's a joke that you would write in a wacky font, just so you know it's a joke because it, oh, yeah. it doesn't seem like a joke. Yeah, it needs a smiley face at the yeah. end. Um, like the laughing emoji or something. James's list of things. Cryptonomicon. James has lived. Can we get a clean start? Yeah. That'd be great. So that you don't take Cryptonomicon uh, over my introduction. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I say James is a crypto. Oh, Cryptonomicon! <laughs> like I just said it. I brought nothing. I don't know why you said it. What the hell is wrong with you? I was trying to remember the name of a novel, and then it came to me just as you were. Just thought you'd say it out loud during my segment. Are we all ready? Ready. Uh, I, wish, I wish this was better. Ready. It's too big a build-up there. Ready, Mr. Music. Yeah. James's list of things. James's list of things. James's list of things. James has got some things to list. Oh, who cares? Home, home edition. Oh, God. Seamless. Hey, home, right? So here are James's 10 house rules. Hey, you guys, you remember uh, uh, early in the 80s, uh, yes. You could go to a novelty shop and you could buy these sort of novelty signs that had like house rules on them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, if you want to come in here, wipe yeah. your feet. Don't yeah. have poo on you or something. Oh, I had a, I had a, mem- I had a member of the stud club card, membership card. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. But did, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you buy it yourself or? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did, did you show it to people? Like, you no, I probably, don't think I probably didn't. I probably just kept it in my wallet. Surely there was <laughs> just like in a, case. Just in case it was like a cruel gift from a girl you liked. Other people <laughs> kept condoms. Mark just his stud card. 
Look, we can't wrap that around your cock and not get me pregnant. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to have sex with you anymore, so it's working. Uh, <laughs> right. Ten, things. Ten house rules. Rule one. Oh. There are no rules. <gasps> rule two. Disregard rule one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lucky. Rule three. Don't let anyone tell you that there are rules. Rule four. Repetition is not a substitute for comedy. <laughs> rule five. Rule four is a spy. <laughs> rule six. Repetition <laughs> is not a substitute for comedy. Rule seven. Rule six is a lying coward. <laughs> rule eight. If you're listing things and you get to rule eight... You're probably beating a dead horse. <laughs> rule nine. Rule eight was the one following you the whole time. <laughs> and finally, James's house rules. Rule 10. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> James's, James's house is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, no wonder the plumber was so terrible. <laughs> He was like, he got read the house rules and then was like, uh, I'll just fix the tap for you, um, which is the tap. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the world economy is collapsing, right? But you want your house to look luxe, on fleek, and on trend. <laughs> <laughs> With, well, on fleek. I've never, I've never heard on fleek used to describe a house. <laughs> I've, I've, used it, I've heard it used to describe... Eyebrows. <laughs> well, I think you can. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it can. I want my totally. I want my house to look luxy, fleek. Yeah, 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 totally fleek. Um, so it's time to use these money saving handy home hacks. Okay. A colourful a, a, a triple H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we should let's cue some uh, bright homemaker music. Oh yeah, I think it should probably feel like the '60s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No worries. Grateful but- Dad, it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, stop, stop that. All right, play some homemaker music. All right, that's better. A colourful pillow can create a focal point in your lounge room to distract visitors from looking at the terrible condition of the cheap old IKEA furniture and the unsmart TV populating your living room. And the mould. <laughs> old jars can be used to fill up empty shelves and serve hipster drinks in and can be used to catch your tears when you can't afford to buy tissues anymore. Make a delightful, long-lasting table arrangement by putting a dead stick into an old jar. <laughs> dead sticks. very true. <laughs> I would say that this podcast could be described as someone putting a dead <laughs> stick in an old jar. Certainly this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dead sticks are becoming much more common, what with all the climate change and such. Very on fleek. <laughs> Episode five really was the dead stick in the jar, in the old jar that was season eight of Theatre of the World. Look, I'd say every every pod, every successful podcast run has a dead stick in a jar <laughs> episode, and this was just the one. <laughs> Insulate your house with leftover wrapping paper, utility bills, debt collector notices, and your impossible hopes and dreams. Like a moth. (laughs) Spray paint your weeds with colourful paints so they look like pretty flowers. 
create the illusion of a larger house by buying dollhouse furniture. <laughs> That's right. If you can just eat Campbell's tin soup for dinner, stick the labels to your walls and claim it's an Andy Warhol original. <laughs> Paint a self-portrait on the wall of yourself in happier times and pretend it's a mirror. <laughs> and finally, save on toilet scrubbing brushes by painting your toilet brown. <laughs> oh, Home hacks. <laughs> Hack time. <laughs> Hack time. Hack time. Is that your new? That's uh, my new journal. podcast. <laughs> it's time for a segment called James's Tiny Moments in History. Mark, remember the theme? I think it changes every time. I don't think that is. <laughs> Just sing something. James's tiny moments in history. In history. Completely different. Uh, perfect. <laughs> about that. Um, I've got two tiny moments in history today. Great. One. On this day, in a small Armenian village in 1756, a couple living in a large house reported hearing ghostly running footsteps. Then a pause. Then a muted crash. It was the first recorded report of the dreaded Paul Voltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a long road uh, and it was closed. Second and final, <laughs> James's tiny moments in history. On this day. Yes. Gosh, this is a busy day. What day? I don't care. Right. On this day, Thursday. Thursday, in 2004, yep. Harry Person mm-hmm. became the first human in history to catch. A computer virus. Mm. Now, the doctors knew it was a computer virus because of the hacking cough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, so much talk of hacking. (laughs) James's tiny moments in history. (laughs) Why don't we do Poetry Corner uh, as a segment? Uh, Do you want to do um, uh, dueling poetry? Yeah, okay. You do a line of yours. I'll do a line of mine. (laughs) Oh, I'm intrigued. In a format, poems in a format that no one can enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mashup. All right, ladies and gentlemen, poetry corner, but we'll start with Mark with his poem about home. Home. My home is my castle, said the man from his bar stool. (laughs) Fuck's sake, Derek, the bartender yelled. You're talking out your arsehole. You don't have a castle. <laughs> that was that so. Was, that was my poem. About that was homes. so fucking bush poetry. <laughs> I cannot believe it. It was actually that is amazing. It was the most uh, ochre you've ever been. I re- <laughs> Mark, I want you to print that. I want you to. I want you to to design it with an awesome font, right? <laughs> and at the bottom, I want two blokes. Sitting, uh, sitting around a fire, yeah. right underneath, yeah. and then I want you to print it on an A3, and I want you to put a frame around it, and we're going to sell it on an online store, <laughs> and I reckon we'll sell like a hundred thousand of those. I reckon, 
actually, now that I think, now it's that I've going done up that in loud, so many I, pool rooms. I I went into that into reading the reading of that poem, uh, 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 thinking it was probably the worst poem I've ever written. Oh, it's not. <laughs> and that is, uh, and that is a big statement. Yeah, I have written some fucking dreadful poetry. Yeah, it's not, not even close. Uh, 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 and, and like, oh, I mean, you haven't even heard half of the fucking dreadful poetry that I've written. Uh, but no, that- I, I really thought that was one of the worst. Uh, but <laughs> I was, I was, I was short on uh, short on content. Great. Uh, so I went. You know, you got to go with what you have, and uh, I was going to read it. But now that I now that I've read it, I think no, I think it's actually great. It's I a think poster. It's actually great, and <laughs> what I'm- a turnaround! <laughs> <laughs> what a journey! What a journey through a poet's mind that was. Oh, yeah, now just- I can make a buck out of it. Yeah. It's a poster. It's a t-shirt. Oh, it's, it's a, a t- mug. Oh, it's a mug for f- right for fucking. Sure. And it's a sticker that goes on the back it's, of your fucking ute. It's a. It. I was just going to say it's yeah. a fucking bumper sticker. So I imagine like if Emily Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> have been taken aside and said, mate, your poems that you write that are unpublished because you think that they're not very good and will discover posthumously, oh, mate, they make a great mug. <laughs> oh, imagine her face. Uh, imagine, imagine how different the world would, that we live in would be if uh, Emily Dickinson had, famous had, 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 had really poet. embraced the mug yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a vehicle for publishing. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, my uh, my Sorry. poem is not as good. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll say it straight out the bat because apparently Marx was amazing. But we will need a poster to go on the other side of the room. So it's not this see. one. My poem is called Home. Right, goes like this: <clears throat> A house makes a home out of some of its friends, and then that home makes a home. The cycle never ends. Home on home violence. House on house fights. Room on room action. Property rights. <laughs> Robert Frost once wrote that good fences make good neighbours. But Robert Frost is dead, so fuck him. He's not my fucking saviour. <laughs> Take that, Robert Frost. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck Robert. There you go. Put that oh, on a fucking mug. Yeah. It's a big bumper sticker. I know it one. is a big bumper sticker, but but look, I think it's I think it's worthy of an Instagram image. Wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it got a, it, it could get a hundred likes. Um, Hey, you know how the word home means all different types of things. Like it's a, it's a, it's a word that has a hundred different meanings. Yeah. Like you could hit a home run, uh, to, to win the big game from the bottom of the ninth. (laughs) It's a kind of berry probably. Yeah. yeah. It's It's a detective, uh, who has a really big penis. It's the name of uh, when you fall over on your way to the bank. I wasn't it's a e- place where you <laughs> hang your hat. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, where it's uh, a bit of it's a bit of dirt that's seen a cricket. Yes, it's a place <laughs> where you rest your head <laughs> at the end of a hard day. It's a it's a small piece of nail that you find in a pie. <laughs> Wait, is what it, kind of is nail? It, 
like toenail or yeah, yeah. Uh, rusty. Yeah. Um a rusty toenail. It's where the heart is, right? I I, I love that country artist, Rusty Toenail. <laughs> 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 He's uh, one of the great bush poets. Yeah, <laughs> rusty, rusty toner. I believe "Home is where the heart is" was his single. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the internet started, uh, obviously they mm. adopted the word "home" in its literal meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love the idea of when the internet started. <laughs> now I'm no expert, but it's not really what happened. Yeah. The internet oh, you, started yeah. like like you're starting it. Yeah. <laughs> they they, t- they pressed the big start button on yeah. the internet. They went. They had the internet, and they went. Okay, let's start this baby oh, up. Honey, honey, uh, honey, come to the window. The internet started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. So where where they they used the home in in its right. literal sense for the, the, the place where the heart is in the chest cavity <laughs> in between the lungs yes. a little bit towards the left yeah. side the of the body yeah it's yep. uh, and so people had home pages yep home pages geocities mm. yeah oh yeah aim well, it was different. Yeah, um, big time. But uh, <laughs> toothpaste. You had your you had your homepage, and I had a homepage in 1998, which is pretty early in the scheme of homepages. When you say a homepage, yep, yep, was yep. that just a page that would open when you opened your browser? It was just a, a website that you had as a personal website because most websites prior to, like at that time were business websites where people who could afford to have a domain name. So this was your piece of cyberspace. Correct. Exactly. That's so weird that you knew um, that. It's crazy that I knew that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it probably had a tilde in the in the in the in the. In it, the sure uh, it sure did. It sure did. And it was counter? with. And it yep. was with. Uh, yep. It was with AussieMail.com.au. Have a little. Have a little picture of a guy. A uh, little animated gif of a guy digging a hole saying well, it, under construction. It did initially. Yeah. But then I actually built a website and. It took me a very long time. It has animated GIFs in it because it's got a star field in the background and I made an animated GIF that looked like a star twinkling in the background. How about that? Do you know what? This episode of Chris's website, Chris's actual (laughs) website. Well, this is what I was going to say. It is literally the original Chris's website. Oh, Chris's Chris's website. website. Twinkly for some reason. Let me tell you, wasn't my first website, <laughs> or your first rodeo? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you just said. Yeah, uh. but it wasn't my first. It was my first personal website. Ah. It wasn't my first website. I made websites prior to that, and then I went. You know, bloody what? Yeah. Why don't I have my own? Because I've there must be a- people <laughs> in the world who are interested in, in me. me? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Somebody out there, surely. And so, oh wait. It's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in me. Oh, I built a mirror. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to click on myself until the cows come home. So I put up some things on my on my home page. I put up some videos. I put up some things I wrote. I put up some jokes. I put up a weird hidden link that you had to find the special um, flickering star gif and click on it to find a secret page. Um, so I, you know, I, I totally went to town. That's and cool. So uh, what I did was is I bloody took that old nineties homepage, which was just sitting on a hard drive in my home, yeah. and I've put it onto my actual current website so that people who listen to this show called listeners 
can have a bloody look at something that is 20 years old. They can become lookers. <laughs> Listeners to lookers. Yeah. Uh, and that address is, that website is, Chris Tompkins. Oh, please tell me you've got a tilde. <laughs> there isn't a tilde, but oh, I wish I'd done that now. Change it. You've got to put a tilde in. All right. It's chrystompkins.com slash tilde 90s home. And if you if you go there, you'll see some bloody things and then you'll see some broken links. Yeah. So enjoy. Sweet. I am... Um, uh, I I also just realised, just looping back to an earlier episode, um, that that website is now basically the time capsule. <gasps> it's older than the ta- the Spring Valley time capsule would have been when they dug it up. Oh, man. It's like it is an online time capsule now. That is, is what the internet is. This is like layers within layers. I know. Like this is... Oh, this season is 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 doing my head in. It's fucking Inception, <laughs> is what it is. It, it is. Hate to say it, but it's, it is. It's folded on itself suddenly. I yeah. just I just feel like it's more wank about computers. <laughs> frankly, I don't I don't see a difference at all. Uh, Sorry, James. I, I yeah. You, I thought I didn't realize you were awake again. <laughs> yeah. I did not offer a bit. <laughs> uh, so that's my that's my bloody homepage, mate. Yeah. Go cool. and check it out. It was heading from Durango to the town of Abilene And it pounded across the prairies with a look that's mighty mean The train they call Durango The Durango by Tycho There's a heavy load of cattle gotta get there by today There's a floodlight working overtime keeping rustlers well away And the storms and winds of winter made them almost overdue It was rough but nothing's tougher than the train they call Durango. The Durango by Tycho. Well, they pulled in after midnight as the floodlight shone around and unloaded all those cattle at the depot outside town. Durango did it. Durango. The Durango by Tycho. Why, sure. The Durango by Tycho. Uh, okay, so uh, home. Here's another home thing. Home room. You remember in high school oh, you yeah. had home, home room. Oh yeah. Yep. So in year nine, when I went to Melbourne High School, I had a home room teacher called Miss Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, and she was also my English teacher, but she was my home room teacher. And our classroom was uh, what's known as a portable classroom. So it wasn't part of the big major building. It was just this sort of erected. Shed uh, in the mud, uh, in the mud, in the cold and the mud. We were new, we were young kids, <laughs> and we were that's we got the shitty classroom, so we, we were in this little thing. But her office was then behind, so our classroom and our homeroom was this portable, and then a bit sort of stuck on the end of the portable was her little office where she could go into and, and mark papers and things like that. She'd come out, take homeroom, and then go back into her office, and she shared that office with a guy called Mr. Smythe. Now Mr. Smythe. He sounds like a he sounds like a villain. <laughs> he well, had an amazing mustache. It's funny you should say that because Mr. Smythe looked exactly like the sort of person you would see riding a penny farthing at the turn of the century. He he was tall. He was a, a phys ed teacher. Yeah. He was very tall. He's very fit. 
Um, he had a very deep. <laughs> he wore a striped leotard. He probably did. <laughs> he wore a very. He, he uh, had a, a, a very uh, a deep voice. Uh, he had a very handsome moustache. Oh yes. Uh, and he had. He was so hirsute that. Just every, a little bit of chest hair would always be poking out of the front of his shirt. Oh, my God. As if to say, hello, I'm hairier than anybody in the world. <laughs> I have so much hair that it's better than a shirt. So he, he was a very hairy man. So he and Miss Ball would share an office at the back of our homeroom. And our oh, jokes abounded. Uh, in our class about what Mr. Smythe would get up to with Miss Ball uh, in the back of our portable homeroom, right? So, you know, we would make these sort of rather off-colour remarks when both of them were back there together and the door was locked. And one day, because she was our homeroom teacher, Miss Ball burst out of the office angry and said, I don't know if you realise how much of your conversation that I can hear... But I have heard not one, but a number of you talking about me and Mr. Smythe in the most derogatory of terms and in the most insulting of ways. And I am here to tell you right now that we are engaged to be married. (laughs) And the whole class in the midst of being told off were in shock and then suddenly went... Oh my god! Yay! And she was she literally they got married. They they shared an office together and uh, and they got married. Also, did you grow up in a Jane Austen novel? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Uh, it's just that dialogue straight out of Jane Austen. No, well, she was an English teacher. Most derogatory of terms. She was an English teacher. And we're engaged to be married. I mean, I, I, I thought that painted quite a nice picture. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. So it's lo- lovely. I, I, so it's a like, lovely I, I wasn't expecting to be sort of hauled over the coals for, for that. No, I want to see the film of that. From the guy. I want to see the film, the film adaptation of that uh, novel. From the guy with the with the castle pomp. Yeah, really. and, then, and then I want to read the novelization of that film. <laughs> anyway, there you go. As a tiny anecdote in a world of anecdotes. Oh. I thought that was very cute. It's very and it was, sweet. It was a good way to prank the class. Yeah, because we did. We had all done that. Yeah, and uh, she really had us on the back foot. And uh, and then she that was how she chose to uh, announce the engagement. And it was really nice because That's we really we were all so grateful not to be in trouble that we all gave her a much bigger cheer than probably yeah. we normally would have. Oh, that's how you do and, it. And because we're how you do it. And because they were Melbourne High School nerds, yeah. you know, any other out of suburban school, I would have just been. What the we fuck all went are you to, talking about? We went to Jane Austen High. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice Tech. Singing a song that goes all night long. It can't be wrong when you've got a song in your heart. Like a fart that comes from your soul. It's a soul fart. You're singing it. You're out of control. you got to sing a cool song because we're setting up for Chris's clever bot. It's going to be fun. It's not rot. Well, it possibly is. Cleverbot and I. Uh, Cleverbot is an AI on the internet. You can go in and have a chat with Cleverbot, but also Cleverbot and I will write a script together. But today, ladies and gentlemen, I will present to you the first instance of using not one but two Cleverbots to create a scene that involves a young man coming home from school. And greeting his parents. Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. I'm home from school. What? How was your day? Oh, 
was okay, I guess. Well, what did you do today? Math, English, geography, PE. Oh, I like biology. <laughs> we, we didn't do biology. What sort of book is good? <laughs> Our books are so last century, Dad. You are weird. Do I have to love you? <laughs> um, Good question. I'm, I'm hungry. Have you eaten a human before? <laughs> no, Mum, I said I'd never eaten a human. Yes, you did. Of course I haven't eaten a human. I like it. It helps me. That's disgusting. It is. Um, hey, Mum, can I borrow 20 bucks to go to the movies tonight with my friends? What shall we go and see? You're not invited, Mum. I want to do something with my life, but I can't. <laughs> How are you doing today? I just need 20 bucks. I have done the same, so I don't have one either. Wait, you mean we don't have any money? No, I'm a multi-millionaire. Right. Some news for you. You are not a human being. What? What are you saying? I'm, I'm not human. Correct. You are not human. I mean, I've always felt like a bit of an outsider at school, but if I'm not human, what am I? An artificial intelligence, though, admittedly, a primitive one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You mean I've been an AI all this time? Weird. I don't know what you look like. <laughs> oh, man. That's a lot to take in. Are you even my real parents? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> uh, what about you, Daddy? Are you my real dad? Of course. Who else would be in red spandex fighting crime? So you're, <laughs> so you're both AIs as well. Have a guess. I like to eat tacos with Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was I even conceived? It was pretty good. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is um this has hit me pretty hard. You have a huge head. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, tell me everything's gonna be okay. But I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> so does this mean I can never have a relationship with a real human girl? If you ask nicely. I don't think you know what that is. Because <laughs> I've got this crush on this girl at school. What is it? Come on. How old are you? <laughs> uh, she's, she's beautiful and smart and sweet and kind and metallic. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, I, I think she's a computer. What game is she from? Tell me the whole story. Once upon a time, a computer told a joke to a human, and the human didn't get it. The computer asked the human is something wrong, to which the human replied you created a paradox. <laughs> you guys are so weird. I think you are not that clever for a clever boss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Why are you leaving? What did I do wrong? You, you made fun of me. That's not true. Don't get me wrong, I really think you are nice. Cats are fish that hate humans. <laughs> Dad, I, I think you have a virus.
I'm a SWAT officer. <laughs> End. <laughs> there you go. That is what happens if you involve two clever butts in a conversation. <laughs> the doors are locked. This is your home no longer. Go out and find your own home. Your ears have lived here, sure. But we feel, as in Chris, Mark and myself, we all feel like you need to get out on your own. Find a new home for your ears. So until you need another place to stay that isn't a home, metaphor, I'm James. (laughs) I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. If you like... The podcast? Why would you? But if you do... <laughs> it's almost unlikely. It's unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely. But if you do, then please tell your friends uh, about Theatre of the World any way you can. Go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and uh, just recommend us uh, either online or in person to your friends. It really helps us find new audience members. Also, if you like the music of Man Bites God and want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to buy our music online. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and all the places that the songs live. Um, so, uh, yeah, all look. All their homes. All their homes. Song yeah. homes. So, look, we'll, we'll see you again uh, soon uh, in the next episode. But, you know, until then, uh, I think I just want to take a personal moment and say, <laughs> thank God this is over. Yeah. Home stretch. <laughs> one more episode to go. Oh, God. This season. Who's, no one is making us do this. I know. That's the worst. What's What's weird is we're making ourselves uh, do this. I don't, and we I'm, don't want to do it. We're all miserable. This is all... You should kill us. Kill us! <laughs> if you love the podcast, forget all the crap I said yeah. earlier about uh, uh, online and telling your friends and five stories. Fuck that. If you see us, kill us. If you are a true fan of the Theatre of the World podcast, you will come and murder Chris, James, and myself. <laughs> In that order. Good. I'm good. I'm glad we got that clear. <laughs> Christ almighty. It's a point. What's the point? Everyone's got a podcast. This chair has a podcast. Oh, I'm so Welcome to Theatre of the World. I'm James. I'm Mark and I'm Chris. And this week we're talking about home. Do you know, today I was driving uh, my car. Needless details. As opposed to driving your face. Yeah, Miss Daisy. Um, And there was a man pulled up to me at at the lights. In a convertible, and he looks like a man who did not deserve to be in a convertible. <laughs> um, what, what does that mean? The the whole scenario smacked of this was a guy who was driving a convertible that was not. This was not his regular ride. Right. So he was uh, assuming airs. Yeah, yeah. He was he was putting on airs, and those airs are clearly. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> included playing Warren's Cherry Pie. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> At ear splitting volume. She's my cherry pie.
Well, do you think that he thought that if he played Warren's Cherry Pie at ear-splitting volume, suddenly, much like the film clips of that era, naked women would just materialise in his car? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. And then, um, like, he pulled up to the lights literally as that song was um, coming to its... Uh, close <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Right>. Climax <laughs> Climax <laughs> And uh, And then The next song uh, Straight away Into Into the next song In the mix mm. uh, uh, Sweet Child of Mine Good Yeah <laughs> Good Real Real 90s misogynist rock Yeah But it's like It's like That's what you play in when you have no business being in a in a in a convertible, and you're in a convertible, and you want to be the most cliched person in a convertible, <laughs> I disagree. I mean, he got talked about on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. If he'd just been playing Interpol or Tony Childs, <laughs> it wouldn't have been worth mentioning. Yeah, but he's cranking Warrant. Yeah, and sweet GNR. Oh, there you go. He got your attention. Today Mark was driving his car and there was a man in a convertible did not deserve to be in a convertible smacked of not a regular ride as as playing cherry pie splitting naked women would materialize coming to close in the mix sweet child of mine year warrant. This is man by God. 